When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dan. Before we get to the podcast today, I want to tell you guys that we want your help. We are doing another survey here on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. And as you know, with these surveys, it helps us get to know who's listening and how we can best serve you on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. So if you could just take a minute and go to www.cleveland.com slash survey. Again, all one word, cleveland.com slash survey. And just take a few minutes to fill out this survey for us. It would help a ton. Hey, everybody, it's Dan, and this is our Monday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. We are previewing minicamp with a little draft. Mary Kay Scott and I draft what we're going to be watching at minicamp this week when the Browns take the field on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So check that out here as we kick off your week to get you ready for Browns minicamp. Now, you need to be a Football Insider subscriber because we'll have full coverage of camp. Some of it's going to be for Football Insider subscribers only on cleveland.com slash Browns. Some of it's going to go to our text subscribers. Some of it's going to go and that exclusive newsletter that you get every single day delivered to your inbox. Go to cleveland.com slash Browns with the blue banner at the top of the page to get more information and get signed up to become a Football Insider subscriber. Okay, here we go. Our Monday mini camp preview on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Here is our Monday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. It is minicamp week. We should have the full Brown squad in attendance practices Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week. So here's what we're going to do. We haven't done a draft in a while. We're going to draft what we're watching in this week's minicamp practices and, and all of that. So Scott will have the number one pick. I've got the number two pick. Mary Kay has the number three pick. We'll go two rounds. We'll see where we're at. Where we're at. Scott, go ahead. What I'm going to pick here, I, I, I'm wondering if it is the obvious choice, because I thought it was the obvious choice. But then, Dan, before we started recording, you said you thought you knew what I was going to pick. And that's not what I'm going to pick. <laughs> I don't know where I am with this, but I'm going with Odell Beckham. You thought I'd go with Baker Mayfield. But I think for me, being able to see Odell Beckham Jr. back on the field and just what he looks like in, in whatever they have him doing is something I'm looking forward to seeing. You know, the entire starting offense comes back from last season, but really, I mean, Beckham is kind of like an addition to that because we only got to see him through really the first six games last year and things really didn't take off or start to click as we've noted until, you know, after he was gone. So seeing him back and become part of that, whether it's, you know, individual drills or if he's part of seven on sevens or however they, they work him into things. I think that's going to be something I'm, I'm most interested in seeing because he's the one quote-unquote new thing that this offense could maybe add to all the success they had going down the stretch. I had Odell as my number one as well. Absolutely looking forward to seeing that more so than anything. As you mentioned, you know, we haven't seen him since he tore the ACL on October 25th. He's only six months out, but when you see those workout videos, it's incredible what he's doing so far. I mean, it's Adrian Peterson level comeback from a torn ACL. 
And if, and if he continues on that trajectory, he absolutely should be ready to go for the Kansas City Chiefs on September 12th. Now, I do think they will be cautious with him in minicamp. There's no reason to, you know, to rush anybody. We've already seen that during OTAs. If a guy has a soft tissue injury, such as a Malik McDowell uh, or an Anthony Schwartz, they're, they're being very, very careful with those guys. They want to get to training camp into the season healthy. Uh, so I don't think that you're going to see Odell take every single rep, but just to even see him out there is, is going to be a spectacle. It always is. I mean, at any time Odell hits the field or hits anywhere, it's huge news. By the time we listen to this, we will have seen him even at a softball game on Saturday. And I would have to imagine that, uh, you know, that he will have been, you know, just the biggest draw there too. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Just what does he look like if he, if he does individual drills, which I'm sure he'll do that. Uh, if he does that, you know, does he, does he really look, you know, sort of full speed? Is he cutting like he is in these uh, social media posts that he's putting up? He just looks phenomenal. And I, I can't wait to see it live. Think about, you know, you Odell, Greedy, Williams, Crantel, but three question marks about, you know, guys who are coming off, off injuries last season. And we, you know, Greedy and Grant have both been on the field at this point in OTAs. And if you go into your break, having had all three of those guys participating to some extent in, in practices, that just that crosses off some question marks going into training camp for sure. Yeah, it's good to kind of know those guys are on the field before you kind of sit and spend the whole three, three, four weeks between the end of mini camp and and training camp wondering if, if they'll be back. Yeah, look, Odell's, Odell's the right choice here because we all want to see what he can do. And even if he just does individual drills, one of the things we've seen over, over the last few years is watching Jarvis and Odell do individual drills is almost as entertaining as watching teamwork in practice and, and stuff like that. They, they put on a little show when they do individual stuff with their one-handed one catches and uh, Odell, the, the wannabe soccer player, every now and again, you'll see that come out a little bit too. So I, I think this was this was the right choice. All right, so I'll just go ahead and make my pick number two. It's not one of the guys I mentioned earlier. Actually, what I'm most interested in seeing is even though depth charts in June don't mean a whole lot and they're very much written in pencil and it's very often just kind of the status quo, I just want to see where everybody lines up on defense. And I want to see who's out there with the first group. Like Anthony Walker, we know, is going to be out there. Who's getting work at linebacker with him? It's been Mac Wilson a lot in OTAs. Is it going to continue to be him now that the full squad is back? You know, where's Malcolm Smith? Where's, you know, where do all these guys fit on the defensive line? Where do guys fit? I just want to see how that defense, I want to see sort of the pseudo depth chart on defense. It doesn't mean a ton. And it'll change pretty quickly once we get to training camp, I think. But I just want to have that baseline of who's starting where on defense. I hope that's not too broad and I didn't just take everything, every pick away from everyone else down the line. But, but that's one of the things I'm looking for. Yeah, we're done. Actually, that, you know, that is, I mean, if you were looking at probably the number two thing, that, that's probably the biggest question mark is in everyone's mind is how are these defensive new faces all going to fit together and who's lining up where, and what does, you know, what does it look like when they put the first team out? And of course, when they do put the first team out, you know, Grant might not be out there. Greedy might not be out there. You know, some of the other guys coming back from injuries might, might not be, 
there, but but we will get some clues into what they are thinking uh, in that regard and what this new starting defense is going to be like. And I've been saying that there could potentially be up to nine new starters. There could be eight and there could be seven. If there are nine new starters, that would include Jacob Phillips starting at strong side linebacker. Then it would be Anthony Walker at Mike, and it would be JOK at weak side linebacker. Then you would have two new defensive tackles and a new defensive end. And then that would also include Denzel would be your, your starter in the back end. And then you would have either greedy or Greg, and then two new starting safeties in John Johnson, Grant or Ronnie, if he's not ready. If Sheldon Richardson comes back, then you have, potentially seven new starters if Sione Takitaki still starts at the strong side. So you could still have Sione, you could have Sheldon, you could have Miles, and you could have Denzel. That's, that's the most you're going to have. So it's going to be seven, eight, or nine. If Sheldon doesn't come back and you still have Sione, Miles, Denzel, that gives you your eight. So I think I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think I explained that correctly without being too confusing. But there's either going to be seven, eight, or nine new starters. Yeah, I, I had defensive versatility on my list, which is a little bit what you're talking about, uh, Dan. And, you know, every every level of the defense, every position group, we're, we're wondering how it's going to how it's going to look, because there are options and how they can roll that out there. And a lot of what you'll see, you know, in full team, they do full team stuff. A lot of that's dictated by the offense and the Browns offense keeps linebackers on the field. So we see a lot of three linebacker looks from the Browns in practices, even though once the season starts, you know, you very rarely see that we might not get the full taste of, of what this offense is about until, you know, maybe even a preseason game, but yeah, seeing where guys are, seeing how many safeties are on the field, seeing how the linebackers are grouped, definitely who's in the rotation in the middle of the defensive line, all that kind of stuff, you know, just miles slide inside, things like that. Definitely a lot more to keep track of and watch on defense than, in previous years or and even last year when I think the big thing was who, who are the starting linebackers and what's Grant Delpit going to do and that ended really quick because Delpit got hurt and then they lost Mac Wilson and then it was just kind of an emergency mode and it was whoever they had healthy to, to throw out there okay Mary Kay you're up well actually I'm I'm oh I forgot we don't have Baker yet hmm <laughs> <laughs> okay well you know what I think I'm going to go off off schedule here a little bit to myself, because one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is Jadavian Clowney. I'm really eager to see what, what does Jadavian Clowney look like? How does he interact with the rest of the guys? How do Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney interact with each other? They have the same agent, so they've met before. And actually, when I did those interviews with Audrey Garrett, because they have the same agent in Bus Cook, Bus at one point took Audrey over. I can't remember where they were at or what they were doing, but Bus introduced Audrey to, J- to Jadavian and they became friends. So Audrey and Jadavian are friends. <laughs> so uh, that, that's kind of funny. So we'll see how Miles and Jadavian interact with each other. Miles has always been a little territorial about his defense, right? He It, ta- it, it almost takes him a little bit of time to, you know, to welcome new pass rushers. You know, he, they have to earn their stripes a little bit with Miles. But I don't know. Since these guys have a little bit of history together, 
maybe they'll hit it off right from the start. How does Jadavian, you know, fit in with the other guys? Just what does he look like? Is he ready to go? Uh, so I, I'm really excited just to see, uh, you know, what, what he's all about. And we've talked about this so many times before. You know, when you go out and you watch practice, there is something called the eyeball test. And pro bowlers stand out above the rest. I mean, they just do. Even though all of these athletes are the best of the best in, in the world, uh, there is just something different about a multiple pro bowler. They just have a different level of athleticism. They carry themselves differently. They move differently. And it's fun to watch players that, that can operate at that level. I think defensive linemen, I have to guess defensive linemen could probably do without training camp and, and just midi camp practices as a whole because their job is just diluted so much uh, from what they can really show compared to other players on the defense who are already kind of their hands are tied a little bit because, you know, no tackling when they're doing running plays, nobody's it's basically bumping people. And we're not going to see uh, Clowney screaming around the edge, the way we've seen Miles Garrett do that to pretty much everybody. I mean, he did that to Joe Thomas when, when they were both out there at camp. So with Clowney though, I think watching him maybe uh, match up against Jack Conklin could be something uh, fun to see. But just seeing him on the field and knowing that him and, he, and even Tech McKinley are, are the two guys who they're really counting on to, to, to fill that spot opposite Miles Garrett, just kind of another step in the progression of this team and, and getting better as a defense. But if I was an edge rusher, I would really be waiting for those preseason games because practices just have to be a little bit frustrating because we, you, you, you're bearing down on the quarterback and then you have to almost, you know, pull a muscle trying to avoid the quarterback because you're not allowed to hit anybody you've seen miles garrett have to do that too yeah and well the, the physical part of the game just doesn't exist in the spring i mean kevin stefanski basically said this is a passing camp the, the other day you just can't do even in training camp at least you can put some pads on certain days and, and you can actually do some hitting and, and some live stuff but there, there's just as, as far as these guys going one-on-one -on -one against each other and all of that we just aren't going to get to see quite as much of it as, as you would during a training camp setting. And then of course seeing preseason games will be nice again this year to, well, I'll say that for about a quarter of a preseason game and I'll be tired of them, but you don't have that physical aspect. One more thing I, I, I should mention about Jadavian Clowney. He is coming off of a torn meniscus and, you know, we really haven't, we don't know exactly where he's at in his rehab. So I don't know if he's going to be one of these guys that is just standing over on the sidelines with a, you know, with a sleeve on his leg and, you know, not really doing much and just kind of getting ready for training camp. Uh, it could be a situation like that, but even so there's still curiosity about where he's at, you know, just in terms of, of all of that. So just to, you know, just seeing him out there, you know, does he look as big as he does on, on film or in, in pictures, you know, just, just the whole look, you know, I think is, you know, something that we will be interested to see. All right, Scott, you are up again. All right, I'm going to go with defensive backs versus the wide receivers. There's a lot of fun matchups, and just seeing all this, all these guys on the field together, I think is something I'm looking forward to. You know, whether it's you, know, you brought in guys like Troy Hill, like you drafted a guy like Greg Newsom, and then you're whether if, if Beckham's ready to go in in these seven on sevens or, or full team sessions, that would be interesting to see. And then you have guys on the back end of that defense too, who might be picking up 
those receivers. You know, there was a lot of issues with the safeties last year, obviously, but, you know, you have John Johnson back there. You got Delpit. You got Ronnie Harris. Somebody like Anthony Schwartz, will they kind of let him fly down the sideline? Are we actually going to get to see his speed in a even a simulated game situation? Uh, I think it's something to watch. So you have kind of a, a, a remade secondary versus this wide receiver group, which is coming back pretty much intact with the you know added bonus of, of Anthony Schwartz. And then you're throwing in someone like Demetric Felton, who looked really good as a wide receiver doing wide receiver drills for this team. So that's something I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to. Yeah, that, that is going to be really interesting because there are obviously uh, so many new faces in the defensive backfield and just kind of, I think we're going to really see what the talent level is like. And the good thing about it is because those guys are going to be so good, it's going to help those receivers get ready for the season and vice versa. Right. I mean, if, if you can, you know, if you can catch the ball on this defensive backfield, you're, you're going to be okay when, when you get out there and you try to play a football game. And we couldn't always say that last year. Right. So I think that, I think the competition is going to be phenomenal. And I do think it'll be fun to watch. And again, each team has negotiated different sort of different parameters, but I still think there will be enough there uh, that you can, you know, that we're going to be able to see maybe Odell, depending on his injury, Odell against a Greg Newsom. And that's just fun. That's exciting. Those are always great matchups to watch in these early practices. As far as Anthony Schwartz is concerned, I think everybody's really excited to see him, but uh, with him having the soft tissue injury, and he's wearing the sleeve on the leg. I don't think he'll do anything during this mini camp at all. I'd be, I would be surprised if he does. Uh, but if for some reason that changes, we're all looking forward to seeing him getting behind the defense. And also, I, th- I think another piece of that too is like who lines up in the slot, right? Which DBs? This kind of goes back to to what I talked about with my first pick. So Troy Hills in the slot. Somebody else, Greg Newsom, get time in the slot. All of that stuff. Just seeing where these guys line up and and who they go against is. Uh, is going to be interesting. All right. I am up with my second pick and I'm going to go with, how about Demetric Felton? He was brought up. So I'll go with him. I guess I want to just see how he gets used. I want to see if he plays mostly wide receiver. I want to see if he plays some running back, mostly running back. If he splits his time, is he the, you know, Duke Johnson? That was a comparison you guys brought up on got to watch the tape. I, I just want to see what Demetric Felton does. I think we're going to get a feel for how they view him, at least for this season, as to whether they see him as a running back to put out there with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, or if they view him as a wide receiver. I think we'll come away this week with a better idea of, of that. And again, all of this stuff evolves over the course of July and August, but we'll sort of know where Demetric Felton is, I think, by the time these three practices are over. You know what? That, that's a good pick here, Dan. He demonstrated in the practices that we've seen, and we haven't seen many. We've only seen two, uh, but he's demonstrated that he has natural hands. I mean, he is a natural receiver. So I really see the wisdom in uh, that, the fact that he practiced almost exclusively at receiver at the senior bowl and that many teams viewed his, him as a wide receiver. Part of the reason the Browns have him there right now is because Anthony Schwartz is hurt. You know, they, most of their guys were in Austin uh, last week and they didn't have enough guys to play that position. So uh, that was one of the reasons why he did that. So it'll be interesting to see, as you mentioned, where, you know, where he lines up, who he works with the most. But I will say that I have been very impressed so far 
with his natural receiving ability. We saw him make some tough catches in traffic, you know, in as much traffic as you can have uh, in these practices. But I mean, he made, you know, some acrobatic catches over the middle and I've been very impressed with his hands so far. Yeah, we're also going to learn how the Browns view him just depth chart wise, because when you add in all, you know, the rest of the running backs and the rest of the wide receivers to drills, uh, we're going to see where he, where he fits in, especially you know, when you get to the full team stuff and how people are rotating for those, for those drills, uh, how many touches he's getting. You know, we didn't, we had no idea, idea Kadero Hodge was going to be the number three guy until, you know, training camp got going and we saw he was out there as a number three guy. And so, you know, who's out there uh, early in, in drill rotations and, and how they're used. It's uh, we'll get a glimpse of that for sure uh, during minicamp. All right, Mary Kay, second pick for you. Well, we left I, the low hanging fruit for Mary Kay here. Didn't yes. We? Thank you very much. <laughs> I can't believe that we have waited this long. Drum roll, please. Uh, looking forward to seeing Baker Mayfield return to Cleveland and get on that football field and see what he's got, see how he's changed or gotten better. Another thing, uh, when, when you watch these guys, when you see them for the first time, one of the things that I mentioned this a little bit with Jadavian Clowney is that you look at the physical nature of the player. I mean, when we saw Miles Garrett, when he made the pick at the draft, you know, in his green suit, he looked like the Incredible Hulk standing up there. Uh, and, and we can see that he's put on weight, right? And so this is when you find out who thought it was a little better to take off five pounds, who thought it was better to put on 10 pounds this year, who's bulked up, who hasn't. So when we see Baker, we'll be looking to see, you know, did he think it was better to, uh, you know, to trim down this year, to muscle up, to whatever, you know, you, you kind of look at, uh, you know, the physical side of, of them. And then I want to see, you know, how does the footwork look? Because last year he was learning the footwork. Now the footwork has, now he's got muscle memory. So his footwork should look a lot more natural. It should look quicker. Uh, he should look even a little bit more agile in his dropbacks and things like that. I want to see who he's distributing the ball to. Very interested to see that. I want to see, you know, how they line him up. You know, what are the formations going to look like? What does he have to work with? Is he going to be, you know, we gonna, are we going to be looking out there at times and seeing, you know, three wides, four wides, a little bit more of that? I mean, there's so much talent out there. How are they going to uh, find enough reps for everybody? But want to see what his arm looks like, want to see how he operates in the pocket, rolling out, you know, just everything uh, about Baker. And I, I, think, I think a lot of people will be excited to see that. I was surprised we got to this point and, and he wasn't picked. I, I thought for sure Dan was going to take him number two overall. But yes, Baker, obviously, um, he, he was definitely going to be one of the choices here. It, you know, you, you're interested to see uh, how, I guess, how confident. I, I don't know if you could, you could tell that from, you know, standing a football field away or whatever and watching a guy throw during individual drills. But he's been in this offense for a year now and he's coming back and and this is kind of, step one of, of being on the field and actually moving toward the new season. So uh, yeah, you definitely want to see how he looks in team drills, how decisive he is. He's the quarterback of this team. Anytime he looks a little confused, that's going to, people are going to wonder why that is. And even though Stefanski will tell you, this is kind of teaching time and I'm sure they're putting in things that they didn't do last year. You finally get the quarterback into a practice. And I think the expectation is that he looks like he's been there before with this offense. And I, th I think for me, with, with him, it's a lot of, I, I just want to see the, the kind of tone he sets. 
you know, I want to see the, the pace he practices with and, you know, how much ownership he takes over the offense, all of that stuff. And, you know, the, the, the throwing the football, all of that, it, it'll come around, but I want to see sort of how Baker looks when it's drill to drill and like the, the pace, the tone, all of that stuff. I want to see him kind of take the ownership of, of all of this stuff. Like he has having guys out to Austin and, and working with them and, and see if he really, if this is kind of where he lays the groundwork for like, okay, here, this is mini camp. We're going to set the tone here. And then when we come back in July, it's, it's time it's on. We're, we're trying to go win the Super Bowl. And this is obviously the first time we will be seeing him in his second season in the same scheme same coaches same play caller same playbook so this is the first time he's showing up and he can he can play quicker he can be not thinking as much he should have all of that down he's got the scheme down he's got his mechanics down uh he's got personnel down i mean last year think about this he did he didn't know jedrick wills jr he didn't know jack conklin he didn't know austin hooper Right. I mean, so now he knows all of his guys. I mean, they returned all their starting offense. I mean, this is picking up where they left off. It's that elusive continuity that this football team just has not had since they returned in 1999. And I think that uh, I think we'll see it. And and now also uh, he, he definitely will have a better defense to go against. So, you know, we're going to we're going to find out, you know, is, would a guy be able to. Uh, you know, be getting his hands up and, and swat down the football? Does he think that he's got a guy open there and, you know, and it's going to get knocked away? Are the one-on-ones in camp not what they have been in the past where you could, where you knew that you could get the ball there? That might not be it this year. So I think the defense is going to challenge him so much more uh, than the defense was able to last year. I mean, right, right from the start, they lost Greedy and Grant last year. I just think that the level of competition is going to be really great. I'm also curious to see how many reps he's getting because, you know, last, last year it was basically him and Case Keenum getting like 99% of the reps. Garrett Gilbert would get like one or two when they did full team drills. I can't remember who the fourth quarterback was, but that guy was basically tossing the ball up in the air to himself and playing catch with some of the, some of the assistants just to throw the ball. Uh, And a lot of that had to do with just the nature of, of camp last year, but with, Baker finally just showing up for the first time for minicamp and not having gone through OTAs. Is he going to get the bulk of the work? Are they still going to rotate things because, you know, Kyle Laletta has been here the entire time. He's been going through all these drills, you know, do they kind of do a crash course in a way, just give Baker as much as, as he can handle or wants during these three days. I don't, I don't know if we forgot anything. I think we sort of hit, I don't have anything here on, on my list that I'm like, man, I wish somebody would have picked that or, or, you know, I hope that's still available. You know, Mary Kay said it kind of the eyeball test on guys. That's the big thing. And and we've gotten that with a few guys, especially those D linemen kind of see, you know, like a guy like Malik McDowell, you see him and you're like, Oh, okay. I see why this guy was a second round pick, why he could be something if he could stay on the field. So, so stuff like that. Did you guys have anything on your lists that, that we didn't get to? There's, all, there's only one thing that, that comes to mind from a coaching standpoint. I do wonder if Kevin Stefanski is going to give Alex Van Pelt an opportunity to, to call some plays or to have a little bit more of a role in that way. So that's one of the things I will kind of be looking at. 
I know one thing that's going to be very popular on Twitter is tracking <laughs> hits and misses for Cody Parkey. Whenever they do field goal drills, you know, that stuff makes its way to social media and how many he hit, how many he missed. And there seemed to be a vocal segment of Browns fans who uh, have, you know, big concerns about Cody Parkey. So I think people are going to be watching and paying attention to how he performs. All right. There we go. Nobody get hurt. That's really the goal here. We don't want anyone getting carted off. Nothing like that. We've seen some injuries happen across the league. So the goal, of course, is uh, get all of this work in and have everybody leave on Thursday, get on planes and go wherever they're going and and be 100%. All right, there we go. A mini camp preview. We'll have full coverage of it Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday throughout the week. We'll have podcasts, of course. Look, if you're not a Football Insider subscriber, one of our text subscribers, you're missing out because we do text during practice. We usually send out some, some thoughts we're having initially and, and some takeaways, things like that. So you've got to go to cleveland.com slash Browns. Click on the blue banner at the top of the page to get info and get signed up for that. For Mary Kay and Scott, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks.